Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and books make everything better. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys. And welcome to a special discussion in our year in review of uh, 2020's reading shit. Fuck, I slurred, slurred so much of that. I'm sorry. I might be drunk. It could be. It could be that. Well, we just wanted to just do a quick discussion for the last episode of the year to talk about, well... How did your reading go this year? Did you reach your reading goal? And what are you going to do next year? Did you reach around it? Only if you're a gentleman. Did you achieve <laughs> your reading goal? <laughs> By the way, so uh, we actually didn't do this last year, or I think we the year before, but we did it basically the first year. We didn't talk about it on the podcast yeah. for the last We've year. We relentlessly or two, but tormented Nate for cheating on it. <laughs> You have <laughs> definitely done that. I don't care that you listen to your books. I do. I do. It bothers me deeply. <laughs> so for the last four years in a row, and now five, Mike and I have set goals for ourselves to read a hundred books a year. I actually uh, start. I started that in 2014. By the way, that was the first year I did a hundred books. So I. So 24. So th- for you, it's this is your this is your six, and for me, it's this year will be my five. seventh. But I actually didn't make it in 2019. Because that, that's how numbers work. One, two, three. It is for, for me, it's year five. But anyway, after doing that for a year or two, we decided, hey, we read a lot of books. We can read a book a week for a podcast, and it'll be nothing. We already like basically do that. And that is sort of true. And beer but it's will help. A pain, yes. That'll definitely make me focus on reading. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Mike, are you going to make it this year? So the goal has been to read 100 books a year. So I started this. So just a, a little history where this goal came from. Uh, in 2012 was the first year I had a Kindle, and I just kind of read a bunch of shit. And it was the first year I really like read a lot. In previous years, I read like a book or two here and there. And then I was like, I got to read more than that. And the next year, a person that Nate and I know was like that we used to work with was like, oh, I'm going to try to read a book a week. And I was like, you know what? I'll try that shit. And I ended up at 77 books. So I was like, you know what, motherfucker? I could do two books a week. That's my goal, or 100 books a year, roughly. 2019 was the first year I didn't make it. My excuse is I had a child in late 2018. So it's a pretty good good excuse, excuse, but I can't use it forever. It's actually criminal negligence if you (laughs) spent too much time reading and ignored the child. Well, what I could do if I was a real scumbag... I could start counting a lot of the books I read to her. And then I'd be at like 400 books. You know, like, I fucking <laughs> know exactly what the panda bear, panda bear, what does he say? I know that shit now. You know, I, you know what he say. And that hungry, hungry caterpillar. I, I don't count those. I only count them if we read them for the podcast, uh, usually. Which, which by That's the way, we, have a, uh, we all have Goodreads accounts. And if you are a reader and you don't have a Goodreads account, you should totally get one. It's free. It's basically a product, a thing to, to kind of recommend books for you so you'll buy them. But wherever you get the books from, it's just a way of keeping track of what you're reading, see what your friends are reading, and uh, get recommendations for what to read next. And you can be our friend because most of your friends don't have Goodreads accounts. Because why so would I'll they? tell you, whenever I see somebody uh, follows me and I see they're also following Jimmy and Nate, I friend them because I'm I'm nice like that. So, uh, Magnanimous uh, I'll be bastard. your I'll be your friend. The other ones will be your uh, your goal friend, but like I'll I'll be the friend. <laughs> so anyway, uh, last year was the first year I didn't do it. This year I'm gonna 
I might eke out a hundred bucks, but I'm going to kind of cheat by reading a lot of really short things like plays. I found that that's a great way to count a quote unquote book because a, you know, even a famous play, like not even like, you know, shit my friends wrote when they were in college, but like a David Mamet or even Shakespeare, they're short reads. They're like an hour or two. I just read a play that you might enjoy. Uh, it was one that our friend Daniel had, I saw he read it on Goodreads. He's like, he recommended Stoner to me. I'll fucking read it. Plus, it's a play. It's short. It's called The Pillow Man. I don't remember who wrote it. Is it about the My Pillow Man? <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> He'll smother you with love. Uh, it's a very weird play, um, but you could bang it out in like Martin McDonough. Two hours. It's worth reading. Yeah, some kind of, some Irish dude. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's very weird, but it's interesting. And it's worth reading if you're trying to get to 100 and you need to read a play in an hour. So the way I kind of uh, justify to myself is I try to read very, very famous plays, like ones that won the Pulitzer or something like that, or uh, won a Tony or something, you know, like, like respected plays, like I, or or by authors I like. Like So a couple of years ago, or maybe it was last year, I don't fucking remember now. It's when my kid was little. I read, uh, Shel Silverstein wrote some plays. So I read those, and they were for clear... They were for adults. They were not for, you know, kids about not taking the garbage out or whatever, you know, or trees. Uh, and they're short. Where the sidewalk ends at Auschwitz. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's no light on in the attic, colon, a study of dementia. But <laughs> <laughs> falling up, the Challenger disaster. So he has these plays that are kind of weird they're actually mostly like kind of one scene things that are presented as a package. They're kind of pretentious and douchey, but that was a fun thing to read from an author I liked. But but more more recently, like I read uh, Angels in America was a play that I really liked that was uh, a super uh, uh, lauded play when it came out. There was a HBO miniseries version in the early 2000s. I never saw any of them. I, re- I saw it in high school. I really, I really dug it, and I didn't understand any of it. And uh, when I reread it, I was like, oh, that's what was happening. Um, so that's, that's how I'm going to end up crossing. I'm going to drag my carcass across the finish line by reading that and some graphic novels, which totally count. There's some good ones. No, there's some great there's ones. Some good ones. There's some really yeah. great ones. How about you guys? I am just barely going to make it. I think, I mean, we are recording this a couple of weeks early, but I think I'm just barely going to make it, but I am going to have to sort of cheat by reading a graphic novel that somebody, a friend gave me. It's actually a graphic novel about beer. It's actually like how beer is made and like, I haven't read it yet. And I meant to, but it's like, yeah, that's a good hour. And then What's it'll it count as a book. I'll read it. <laughs> it's called the comic book story of beer. It's big. It's a graphic novel. It's, it's like a, a magazine size. Yeah. Into, I'm going to buy it. Definitely going to buy that book right now. If I was a bit more ahead on my Goodreads challenge, I would like I wouldn't count this as a book I'm reading. Don't but now lie, I definitely Nate. will. Technically, you I'll read more of it to. than most of those books. Yeah, you would definitely count it. Don't fucking lie. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine like the uh, audiobook of that would have to like describe each picture to you. <laughs> there is a picture of a beer glass on a table. That would take longer. <laughs> it would be terrible. And the grass is uh, it's, it's an off green, forest green maybe. And there's 11 people there. One's wearing a red shirt. One's wearing a striped shirt. Like, God damn it, I hate this. 
Well, each picture is worth, give or take, a thousand words. So that would take a long time. Ooh, that would be like so millions like of a words. Very long book. So you're going to make a hundred, though. Nate's going to make it with some with some massaging. Yeah, I'll just Listen, make it. I think aside, Nate and I argue and will never agree on audiobooks if they count or not. But graphic novels, I don't think anybody actually debates that. I think we all consider those counting because they actually don't read as fast as you think they would. Not not like as you're fast, like oh no. it's a hundred pages but it's pictures. You're not counting indivi- individual episodes of X Men. It's like it's a it's a full thing. Yeah, like, like a book like Watchmen that took hours to read for me. That was not yeah absolutely. That was not a breeze. It also helps that Watchmen has pages of text randomly, but. Yeah, uh, or like Persepolis, which is a fantastic graphic novel, or there's like two of them really, right? That still takes a long time to read. It's like you know, because you're like looking at the pictures and mm-hmm. reading the text and then coming back and forth. It's it's just a it's a weird. It's hard to compare. They probably should count as a different thing than like a regular book, just because they're not this. You read them differently. It's kind of hard to compare. Like a hundred pages of graphic novel is not equatable to a hundred pages of novel. I don't really know what the formula is, but it's not that short either. No, it's not. You think it's? Oh, I'm looking at pictures, but I think we all agree graphic novels are legit. We're cool with that. They count. Yeah. Fuck yeah. How about you, Jimmy? How you doing? Well, this is my first ever hundred books a year. I had never done it before. I didn't even aim for hundred. But then we ended up having to be locked inside for nine months. And my day job is not particularly strenuous. So I had a lot of time. And I fucking just churned them out. Some were short, and I added them. But, you know, I think even when I added Nicholas Was as a separate thing, considering the amount of other books I read that weren't part of the podcast that were too long, I think I will count those. I think it evens out karmically but this was my first time reading 100 and i was i kind of i kind of got got by, by the time i got to the end of it i was like oh man if i just keep on this schedule and just read these books for the podcast my hundredth book of the year will be twilight three <laughs> but i think now it'll be 101 we'll see but yeah i've never done it before uh i don't feel any so difference. you actually found it easier well yeah more my, my day job is you know there's a lot of downtime and my wife also she's, she's, a, she's a big reader she reads all the time so sometimes we both just read for a long time so i was able to get a lot of time and more so not like the other years really were pressing me for time because i work from home anyway so it's not that different but i just i think i had more time and you get to a point where it's like hey if I stay on pace with this, I can actually make 100 because I never planned on it before because it always felt to me like, I mean, we read 52 or so for this and at that rate, even then, I have trouble remembering most of them. So if I'm tacking on another 50, who the fuck knows what I've read? I couldn't, I couldn't name 75 of the books I read this year and maybe I missed out on some stuff and maybe it's, you know, you could argue about whether or not it's worth doing that. Like, what's the point? But... I think it's worth doing once. Will I do it again next year? I don't know. I'm not going to aim for it. I think next year, and you guys also, I guess, the next question is, what do you plan to do next year? So I think next year for me, now that I've done this, I can say I've done it. And it's not important to me if I do it again. If it happens, whatever. But I think next year for me, I'm going to maybe read a little more nonfiction now that I'm getting to be a, approaching my early 
or my late? We're approaching our mid-30s. Approaching our mid-30s. So I got to, as a white man, I have to start reading more nonfiction. I haven't read that many books about World War II yet, but I read a few. The more important thing is by the time you have a kid, you need a comfortable chair to read them in. That's only your chair. And if a kid sits in it, that kid gets fucking hided with a belt. You need to have the dad chair well, I just have you a, read about couch. in, a, in the, the most arcane, stupid World War II books. We're like, inside the USS Arizona, volume seven. And you're like, oh, let's see what this is. Like, the lavatories were like. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I'm just going to read stuff, you know. I'm going to try and get my education up. Read some interesting things. And probably a lot of it's going to be terrible. Wait, but also throw in some dumb Wait, stuff. are you saying that, that those two degrees in music didn't educate you? <laughs> Very specifically. Guys, I know everything about the fucking Locrian mode. Don't even try me. <laughs> but I'm going gonna, I have, I have gonna to read some stuff about stuff I <laughs> would like to know more about. And now I have the time and I'm not going to need to churn out 100 books so I can read a nonfiction book and take my time with it. But you can't do any of those back to back. Sometimes it's just like, yeah, it was interesting, but it's a different brain power thing. Like you could read a really good book and like, well, like, wow, that's good. I'll read it again one day. But a nonfiction book, it's very limited the ones I would feel the need to ever read again. That's the way I feel about it. All teasing you aside, I think what you're doing is actually a good thing. To read more nonfiction, like always a goal of mine. And I was a history major and liked and I like history, but it is fucking hard to read that shit. Yeah, it's dry. You know, it reminds me of what they ate in the Mesopotamian afterlife, where the only thing they ate in Kor, Kur, which is the the underworld was dust i learned that in a nonfiction in a nonfiction book and that was the last one i read but the, <laughs> i'm not making that up that's all true maybe i'm gonna rethink my plan that's all true that's true about mesopotamian uh religion well the thing is about nonfiction is you want to read nonfiction about stuff you're interested in yeah because yeah there's a ton of nonfiction, but if you, you have to be like already interested in the topic if you're just like, pick up a book, I heard this is a book people read, then you're probably not going to like it. Yeah. Like, I, I've, I've scheduled, some, I put it on my, you can follow us on Goodreads to find out what we want to read, because I would occasionally just find something I want to read, I'll put it on the list, so because I, I know I'm going to forget otherwise. So, you know, a lot of stuff about, uh, there's a book about the Irish War of Independence, which I don't know fuck all about that. I know it's about the, about the Troubles and all that jazz, but Independence War, I don't even know. Uh, there's a book about the, the the breakup of Yugoslavia and like the Bosnian War because I realized like I don't know what that was. It happened when I was a child and it was a big thing and I couldn't tell you more than one sentence about it and I'm not sure that sentence would be right. It was Yugoslavia, but now it's not. That's that's the only thing we could say. <laughs> okay, I could tell you two sentences True statement. <laughs> and one of them will be right. Yugoslavia is six countries now. And one of them is two countries, but they have an and. Oh, yeah, uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina. <laughs> yeah, sure. Herzegovina. Herzegovina. <laughs> That's when all, 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 your hurt, all your holes hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, what are your plans for next year? Well, my fear is always that I'm going to run out of things I'm interested in. Now, so far, I was I was afraid of that after year one, and I've managed to keep it going, although... Honestly, because of the podcast, I've done a lot of books I never, ever would have read on my own. Sense and Sensibility? So that definitely Fuck helps that. that. No, <laughs> I definitely would not have read that on my own. You have better sense and sensibility than that. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, so, so that'll help. I mean, I don't know. One of the downsides of having a number goal, a number of a goal of a number of books, and that number being really high, is that when you get to a long book, it's like, oh God, can't this be over already? Yeah. It's like I really want books to be two hundred to two hundred fifty pages, but that's like not many books, and not many good books are that short. Yeah. So I don't know. Although I have to say, this year I definitely found it harder. Even though I had more time, I definitely found it harder to do more reading because I used to do most of my reading on my commute, which was about an hour each way. And so that was a good, like, nearly two hours of my day built in that I could do some reading. And that was really easy. But even though I was home and not really working all that hard all the time, <laughs> don't tell my boss, uh, but I just, when I'm home, reading is harder to do. It's more like, well, I could do a million other things. I'm not just like stuck in a chair waiting the way I am on the train. I also found it was harder to read because I was more just like mentally preoccupied with other things. It was harder to concentrate on what I was reading because I was, it was a really uh, worrying year. And so that also made it harder. For sure. I agree with a lot of that. I, I also do all my reading on the commute, it seemed. And once we went into lockdown, it was like, you know, it was like, oh, I'm reading you know, seven or eight books a month. And then all of a sudden I was like, I've read nothing this entire month (laughs) because I, when I have free time, I'm just kind of like sitting on the couch and doing the easier things to do because let's be honest, for a lot of us at least, maybe not Jimmy, it seems, if you have free time, there's reading a book and there's any other thing you can do and then you pick that often. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I definitely switched to doing that more so this year because uh, I don't know, I didn't have I didn't have much else to do, and I was just locked here the whole time. And my wife uh, is a teacher, and she teaches in the other room. We only have a bedroom and a non-bedroom because we live in New York, and that's a palatial estate. <laughs> so you know, you're in a room, and you can't make a shitload of noise. So. What do you do? And also, if I'm reading, if I'm like my work email gets, oh, you have to go do this thing, I can just say, okay, I'll just stop on this page and I'll come back to it. If I'm doing something else, it's more of a, like a setup breakdown kind of thing where I can be technically on call. Like, I'm technically on the clock all day. How much do I actually have to do? Not that much. It's easy to, you know, read during that because you're just waiting. I spend a lot of time waiting. And more so this year because in the industry I'm in, a lot of it got slowed down by the pandemic. So there was just not as much to do. And that, you know, helped my Goodreads count, but destroyed the world. So, you know, take, you know, pros and cons. Well, we're, we're all hoping, Silver Jimmy, linings. that the gigolo business picks up for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, the condom protects against corona. <laughs> I mean, it protects against everything. I will say that I did finish one important goal of mine this year, besides the 100 books, is I did finish my list of every Cormac McCarthy book. I did that. You read all of his books? I enjoyed that. Jesus Christ. He doesn't have that many. He's got like less than 15, maybe 10. That's a lot of despair. (laughs) A bunch of books in one play. I haven't seen his movie or read the screenplay of it, but everything else I did, and it took me like five years. It was not really like, I've got to do this as soon as I can. Just kind of like, I'll do it one day, and I only had one left, and I did it. It was pretty good. It was long. It was long and depressing, but... We've done two of his on the show, right? We've done three. Blood Meridian and The Road? 
You guys did uh, No Country for Old Men. No Country for Old Men. Oh, that's the one I'm forgetting. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll pick another author and just burn through his catalog at some point. But R.L. Stein. They're so bad. <laughs> I, I did think of that at some point earlier this year. Uh, Cheat the rest of them by doing that. They're still books, damn it. <laughs> they have a cover and they have pages of words. What more do you need? So, can we say, what were any highlights for the year? It's hard to know what this my year favorite was. Book. <laughs> so that's why I opened up my Goodreads account to look at it. I literally have to open my Goodreads and just go into my books and see what I've read. Yeah, it's, it's difficult. Uh, okay, one thing I did this year is I decided to start reading... Um, Discworld, but I had to look up like what Discworld do I read first because the I guess you just don't start with book one because it's weird. Hmm. And and I several I've read some are better than others, but several of them I definitely enjoyed. So that was fun. I'm looking through my list and it is I'm looking at what I gave five stars to, and it is That's really fair. really eclectic. <laughs> what 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 I really enjoyed. I mean, we read a lot of random shit. And I also ran, ran, read random shit on my own. Highlights were of new things for me. I really loved Love in the Time of Cholera. I don't really yeah, know why. That it's, one was up there. It's kind of long and drawn it's a great out. book. But it's, but it's a fantastic book. Yeah. And Stoner stands out still. Yeah. That actually, I, I made a... Someone suggested making a like a book list because like, you can make your own list on goodreads another reason to follow us about mm. books like you can make your list of your favorite books basically so i i did i made a list of my favorite books of all time i cheated a little bit and put uh books in series so i put the first book of a series if that if that series i consider one of my favorite works because they are very much like any individual book is not as important as the whole so I put three series on there that were my favorites. Which ones? Uh, I don't know if I read any of them this year, but um, Dark Tower, well, The Gunslinger, which we read this year uh, again. The, didn't, but the, didn't the series is one of my favorites. Still has not come out yet, that episode. No, yeah. Um, the Three-Body Problem, which we have not done yet, which is worth doing. It's about orgies, right? Yes. Three bodies, one whole. <laughs> And oh. uh, the Hyperion series. What does that mean? <laughs> it means whatever you need it to mean, Michael. Uh, I've, I've, I don't know all those. I, I know of them, but I've not read much of most of those. Uh, they're about aliens, kind of. And yeah, uh, the Hyperion series is Dan Simmons, so it's super nerd stuff. But it's pretty cool, and they're all way too long, and they have some weird sections of drag, but. Uh, it's it's banging, and I don't think we'll ever do it on this. But if you're into sci-fi, it's worth reading. I've had friends that like sci-fi who love them, and friends who like sci-fi that like the first two, and then just couldn't get through the rest of it because it was just like I can't I can't fucking do this. I'll give it a shot one day. Never say never for the podcast. How about you, uh, Nate? Uh, favorite books? I'm looking at the ones I get put give five stars to. I give I give five stars to almost nothing. A dis- discussion we had bastard. on the podcast. Maybe if they read them to you nicer. What more could you ask for? They read it <laughs> to you. <laughs> <laughs> I um. What's funny? The only books. Oh yeah, I gave five stars to Love in the Time of Cholera. Yeah, 
but most of the books I gave five stars to were actually rereads, which is fine, yeah, which fine. were uh, Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, which was yeah, it's a fantastic technically book. this year. Yeah. <laughs> actually, te- I really thought you were going to say Curious George, though. I got real excited. Curious George. You know what? That's better <laughs> as a non-audio book. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Uh, anyway, I think that's a great book. I also really like Middlesex, which we've talked about before. I also gave five stars to Stoner. The both Stoner and Middlesex are both on my all-time favorites list also. Yeah, Middlesex yep. is also fantastic. So uh, one thing that I think I've noticed that drink reading, not drinking, reading 100 <laughs> books a year, I love fewer of them. Maybe either I just have higher standards or morally, or it's just kind of like maybe I've just read too many things now or I don't it's, know. It's, it's absolutely a thing where it's like if, if, if you're doing this, Certainly, when you're trying to read 100 books a day, 100 books a year, you're going to just read because you feel like you have to. And that will take some of the joy out of it. Even if it's yeah. really good, you'll yep. like it a little less because you're just so fucking burnt because you just read four books you didn't give a shit about so you could hit some number. I yep. Yeah, I felt the same way when I first tried to force myself to read 100 books was uh, before that, my, my barometer of like, do I like this book was, did I finish it? And if I finish it, <laughs> I must have liked it. And yeah. then once I got into the habit of re- really forcing myself to finish every book, I was like, man, I'd get to the end. I'm like, that wasn't really very good. I didn't like that at all. So you be- you definitely become more discerning the more stuff you read. Yeah. I also gave five stars to two books about, uh, uh, two books about politics that we have not done on the podcast that I definitely recommend. But that's because that when I read nonfiction, that's what I read about. So uh, having a goal, I think having a goal for the year is really valuable, you know. And having a place to keep track of and it. Have, yeah, really keeping track of it matters. Like before I did, I had a Goodreads account. I kept track on a, some other random stupid app. And it's, it's just good to keep track. Like if, you, if you read a dozen books a year, which is fine. It's a book a month. That's totally respectable. And still better than 98.5% of the world. You're not going to, you might not remember them all. And it's kind of. It's kind of nice to be able to go back and look over what you've accomplished or what you've read, and um, sometimes they'll be like, "Oh, I did read that. I will. I won't remember until I see it." That's a dilemma with reading a hundred. Definitely. I mean, at this point, on my Goodreads, you know, that's another brag, but it's like close to a thousand books is what I've apparently read. I could name, I can ramble off a lot because I have like a, a pretty good memory for this sort of thing. But I certainly remember them all. And there's plenty of times I'm like, that book, but that book looks interesting. And I look it up and it says, you gave this book four stars. Like, huh, I guess it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. <laughs> you read it it's in like 2016. You know? have, we have, we've had 1,200 beers at this point almost. And it's just like, sure, yeah. I mean, I have the list to prove it, but fuck me if I could tell you about any of them. But the despairing thing is that when you you realize like, oh, I can read 100 books a year and that's a fucking ambitious goal. There's so much stuff that already exists. How many tens of thousands of books that might be interesting and each year thousands more. And that that troubles me. That's what bothers bothers me a great deal about this. Well, it'll trouble you if you're, if you feel the need like, are you some, are you a, a like, well, a completionist? Like you oh, feel yeah. like you have to, 
That's going to be an insurmountable goal. Yeah. Like I'm, it, it I'm a completionist in a lot of other things, but I've realized like you're never going to read every book. You're never going to see every movie. You're never going to see every TV show. You're never going to touch every penis, you know, whatever it is that you want to do that you need to do all of. Well, I've been prioritizing the penises, <laughs> but well, you're doing great on that, except the pandemic really slowed you down, but <laughs> it's just a matter of the pandemic more like maybe you should, maybe the goal should be not to read every book. It's to read every book you want to read. My goal is to read every book that's worth reading. And that's a very vague and stupid goal. Yeah, that could mean anything. Like of course it does. But books that's, that's, I would find worth reading, you might not. No, you I don't want to read your commie shit. <laughs> yeah, it's more fun. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, one of the things, I, one of my like overarching lifetime goals is to read all of the Booker winners. Which there are, there are only about 50 of them, right? Started in 1969 or know, how many years ago? That's 50 years, right? 50, 51 years. Yeah. But then there's the short list and then the long list. So you're talking about a couple hundred books. Okay, that's doable in a lifetime. But some of them are like fucking a thousand pages long. And you're like, oh, fuck you. Um, but every year, there's a dozen more added to the list. It's like a Sis- Sisyphean. Is that how you say that? Probably? You're like, oh, sh- Sisyphean? Sisyphean. It's a Sisyphean task. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Thank you. Is Armenian? <laughs> uh, S- Sisyphean... Uh, uh, Bedibian. <laughs> but you know, you're like, all right, I'm going to catch up. I'm going to read 10 Booker books this year. And you're like, oh shit, they just added 12 to that list. <laughs> like that sort of thing bothers me. And I know that's, that's totally a hundred percent mental illness. That's like, that's not, that's not your yellow cars uh, problem, Michael. Absolutely. That's not, that's not <laughs> rational thought. You know, when the Booker long list came out, and I, I looked at it, and I was like, I'm really not interested in any of those. So I didn't read any of them until we until they announced the winner, and then we read that one. So for me, I don't... I, I try very hard not to be like, that looks like an interesting book. I do it all the time, but I try to avoid that. Because there have been plenty of books I've read where like, if you looked at the description, you're like, that sounds like a terrible book. And it sounds it ends up being great. And many other times of the inverse of that. Hmm. So I kind of, tr- I trust, uh, or I try to kind of like, you know what, there's a million books out. Let me let, I, I know that I like things that win the book are often. I know that I like things when the Pulitzer often. I'll use that as a, as a guide to help me find sort of, you know, quote unquote, like literature, you know, with air quotes, smart, smart books. That's good. And I'll, I'll give those a shot. They're esteemed. And also, there are books that are going to be talked about. And that's important to me, too. Like, I, I don't want to be left out and be like, oh, I fucking, I missed something. You know, that's, that's like an insecurity thing, probably. But I don't, want to, I don't want to not know what's going on. Like, when people reference something, I want to know what they're talking about. So I follow along with these books, and I try to read them. It's, it just, it, there has to be some way to, de- to determine things. And if you're just going to pick random books on your own, that's going to take a lot of time, too to figure out what are the things I give a shit about, how do I find them? All right. Uh, tell us what you thought. <laughs> or tell follow us, what us you've on, read. Yeah, tell us what you've read. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And if you haven't picked up the fucking hint yet, follow us on Goodreads. You could see what we're reading, and we would love to see what you're reading too because we'll copy it if it looks good and give you a marginal amount of credit. Everybody wins. We want to show ourselves to you on the internet, and we want to see you on the internet in a non-creepy way. (laughs) And thanks for listening. (laughs) 